Thank you, guys. How's your man camp? You guys can have a seat. How many of you guys did not sleep a lot this weekend? Yeah, how many of you feeling a little camp tired? Yeah, how many of you guys just your whole body kind of hurts? Yeah, welcome to man camp. Uh, actually, Cam, who's about 6'12 six, six, back there, if you've seen him, he's got a giant bruise on the side of his leg from blobbing yesterday. And that's John O'Neill's fault, who lived at the blob for about two hours just blobbing people. It's one of his favorite things. Uh, guys, uh, this is one of my favorite weekends of the year. It is one of the greatest honors and privileges to lead the Men of Mariners. And to be in this room with you guys is just, it's the best. And so uh, I just want to thank you guys first for coming to Man Camp, trusting us with Man Camp. And uh, our prayer, which we've been praying for months, is that you would encounter Jesus and go home that mountain different men. Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you all got this booklet when you first came in. Many of you probably lost it already and all that, which is totally fine. Hey, he's got his. Way to go. Extra points. Um, this is the way. Yeah. How about those hilarious program guys? Man, those, those skits were amazing. Uh, quick, quick shout out to uh, my buddy Alan Greenface Brogu. And the, he, I mean, we all know he's the funny one of the skits. And praise God for Alan. Thank you for Alan. And I want to thank a bunch of people. Yes. <clears throat> And um, I believe that I have one of the greatest leadership teams of the church, and that's because of some of the men that I get to serve alongside. And, but one, one highlight, Alan, of course, but uh, John O'Neill, he's in the way back, probably still working. Uh, I have some skill sets. I have some skill sets. There are many things I'm not good at that John is excellent at, and I'm beyond grateful for all his hard work. Uh, it is no small thing to do all the things that he does to make this camp run, and it doesn't just happen, guys. There's a lot of work to make this happen, so praise for John O'Neill, and then, um, yes, and, and then um, our speaking team, most of them are gone. Eric Hurd brought it last night. Thank you, Eric, um, and my core leadership team and anybody that helped with man camp. It takes a lot to have a prayer team, the Mancathlon team, the setup team. Every lanyard that you're wearing had to have it get stuffed. Dan McLeaf put the, the sticker with your name on it for the last month he's been working on I me. Mean, so many hours were put into this. And there's so many leaders that I'm beyond grateful for that I just want to have you stand right now. If you're in any way a part of putting this on. <clears throat> yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Waz, Waz brought the heat on the prayer gatherings. He's my mentor, prays for me. Thank you, Waz. Smitty and the Karen recovery team. Anybody that I'm forgetting, Wong, Kyle for driving up shuttles and shuttling people. Praise God for all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This could not happen without all your hard work. It's important that we know when we go down the mountain, in just a couple hours, you will be home. But there, uh, we don't want to not take a next step. So just for a minute, I want to walk through a couple of things and highlight them. 
in your booklet. I'll, I'll send an email to you guys this week as well. But just some things. We just talked about leadership. We just talked about uh, the guys that, that contribute a ton of time and energy and prayer into this. If you want to be a leader in the Men of Mariners, please let me know or let your congregation leader know. There are many congregations represented in this room, and I believe one day this room will be filled with just North Irvine, with just Tustin, with just Oceanside, with just Huntington Beach, and uh, anybody that I'm forgetting, congregation, you too. And I, I know that it takes men to step up and lead to make these weekends happen. So if you are interested in leadership in this or anywhere in your church, in the church, let us know. Uh, we have some things coming up this summer. Um, if you're a golfer, July 30th, a bunch of men and mariners are going golfing. We rented out a charter boat. Um, we're going deep sea fishing on July 9th. We'd love to invite you to that. Yep. And uh, if you like guns, and a lot of you do, uh, G5 range day is coming up July 21st. Uh, Dan will be putting that on. We have a softball team that happens Throughout Orange County, if you want to play some softball, we also have a mountain biking group if you like to mountain bike. So those are some of the things as far as next steps this summer. Um, in your congregations, make sure you reach out to your congregation, whether that's your discipleship pastor or the leader in your congregation. I'm sure you guys are going to do some stuff this summer. I don't know all of those, but make sure you stay connected with those things. And then uh, this summer, we are launching um, in, on the end of June... Anchored, which is a 10-week program that truly is transformative, and it goes deep, and it works through some of the things that we men uh, need the most help on, and that's uh, really helping us in the area of relationship. Whether it's with your wife, your kids, co-worker, whatever, this helps us men be better at relationship while digging into the things that we need to sort out within ourselves so that we can become the men that God's created us to be. So Anchor's launching uh, June 26th, and there's three different session options. Look at Anchored. I promise you will have a very amazing experience. And then our next retreat is in September. We take way less. We take 50 guys. This trip is not for the faint of heart. But we take a boat. I say we take a boat because a lot of people still think we actually kayak to Catalina. We don't. However, this trip is not for the faint of heart. Uh, we, we take a boat. Then we kayak from Avalon to Goat Harbor. And we have an incredible um, weekend at the Catalina Kayak Retreat. So that's September 22nd to 24th. Uh, what's neat about that camp is there's just 50 guys, so you actually get to know those everybody on that trip pretty well. We camp on the beach. It's amazing, so make sure you check that out. In your book on page 8, it talks a lot about the care and recovery stuff um, that happened yesterday in the care and recovery meeting. And we know that in a room full of 400 men, me included, we have some things that we need to sort out in the area of our brokenness, in the area of our sin, in the area of our vices and addictions, and in the area of simply just needing care and therapy and counseling. None of us are above that. So there are groups for you in the care and recovery ministry, and I encourage you to check those out and get involved in that. And of course, serving our church is one of the last things in the book. It's not just within the Men of Mariners. It could be in uh, the kids ministry, the guest services team, all the different teams that we have at each one of your congregations. We need men to step up and lead and build the church so that we can continue to impact the kingdom of God. Amen? All right, that's a lot of next steps. 
I'm going to pray before I start my message. It helps me transition. So, Lord Jesus, what a weekend. We know that you are here. You are present. And you have done a mighty work in my life and my brothers in this room. Would you continue to do that? We know that the work has just begun, that main camp, maybe it's just starting for many of us. I pray as these men head home, God, would you continue to minister to their hearts and remind them of this weekend in the ways that you moved, the way that you spoke, the, the friendships that were built. And God, we want to be the men that you've created us to be. Would you help us to do that? We need you. We know we can't do that without your spirit. So God, we pray that we would step up and be these men for your kingdom. Amen. All right. So last October, we kicked off this ministry season, and I introduced, Fernando was our speaker, and Fernando's in here somewhere. He has an incredible story. Someone's calling me, Guillermo, really? I don't know if you're here, but I'm not going to answer. So Fernando spoke at our October men's breakfast, and we kicked off this theme, Run With Resilience. We've been doing that theme throughout the years, kind of ending with this weekend, Run With Resilience. Last summer and in the summer, I always pray for God to give me a verse and a theme for the men and mariners for the ministry year ahead. And I, I read a book called Resilient by John Eldridge. I highly recommend this book. Very transformative for me. And it fired me up for the theme this year, Run With Resilience, with the anchor passage in Hebrew. So I'm going to read that again. I know Eric touched on it last night. Doug also talked about it. But in Hebrews 12, 1, 2, and 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. First part of the passage. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, men, that's what you're experiencing this weekend. Men who are excited and fired up to follow Jesus. That is this great cloud of witnesses. And it doesn't have to end. When you go down the mountain, do not isolate Stay in community. Stay connected. We need each other. We were not created to follow Jesus in isolation. We were created to do that in unity with each other. So do that with each other. Continue these kind of conversations that you've had down by the lake or in your cabin or in the dining hall. Stay together. Stay in community. I talked about some of the ways that you can do that. If you are not in a group, Join Anchored this summer. Join Rooted in the fall. We have tons of men's groups at every congregation for you to step into. So stay in community. That's this great cloud of witnesses. And let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. And we are all broken sinners in need of a Savior. But the world is full of temptation, and we need to throw these things off and get right. And we need each other to do that. And so we want to help you with that. I just talked about care and recovery. I just talked about being in community. But we need to repent from these things that so easily entangle us. And I am not any different than any of you. I, too, have 
all sorts of different things that I need to repent from and get right with Jesus with. And I, I honestly sometimes marvel at the fact that I'm on this stage somehow the men's pastor at Mariner's Church. I have no business being the men's pastor or even being a pastor at Mariner's Church. And it still blows my mind that somehow God has given me this great honor and re responsibility to lead this beautiful ministry. And so uh, that story alone, I'm, I'm like, how? And, and I just celebrated 15 years on staff at Mariner's Church. Like, what? That's crazy. And so God had a plan for my life. I didn't sign up to be a pastor. I didn't go to school to be a pastor. I was in commercial real estate, and now I'm on a stage talking to 400 guys at Man Camp. What? That's incredible. That's because God has a plan and a purpose for you. And sometimes the things that get in the way is the sin that so easily entangles us that we need to throw off. And that's what the, the, the passage in Hebrews talks about. And how do we do this? There's a race marked out for us. How do we do this? Our eyes must be fixed on Jesus. We run with resilience by running with Jesus. We need our eyes fixed on him. We must stay focused on the main thing, and that is following Jesus, which is the race marked out for you. To stay resilient in this overwhelming world, we have to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. The next part of the verse talks about the cross, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith who endured the cross. We've been talking about Jesus all weekend, but how about the cross that he paid the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we may be set free, that the sin that so easily entangles us, it's forgiven when we say yes to Jesus. And many of you did that last night. Praise God for the guys who stood up. Amen. And so, so that's the run. That's the run with resilience. That's why we've been talking about that. And then this weekend, we went through James. And Eric and Jared and Doug all did an incredible job walking us through this James passage. And remembering the, uh, the joy that set, uh, sorry, the, let, me, let me go to that verse because it's in my notes. Also on the screen, I'm sure. Con consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. How many of you guys are facing trials of many kinds? Yes. Guess what? When you go home, they're still going to be there. And that's maybe discouraging, but this verse helps us remember our hope is in Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And it's saying, this is an opportunity to surrender and be obedient and rely on Jesus, who is our only hope. And so we've been talking about this whole weekend, remembering that we must persevere, that we must run with perseverance so that we may be complete, lacking nothing when we understand our completion, our fullness, is when we surrender and give our life to Jesus Christ. Many of the men in this room, me included, have probably tried to find completion in other things, and they will not work. And probably many of your stories would attest to, no, it didn't work. And so I just want to give us a challenge as we head down the mountain 
And I was reading in my devotional last week in a devotional called Draw the Circle, and I was reminded of this passage in Joshua, in Joshua 3. And this is going to just encourage us as we head down the mountain to remember a few things. So in Joshua, the context is uh, Moses got the Israelite people out of Egypt, and they were in Exodus, they were in the desert, and eventually Moses passed the torch over to Joshua, and he died, and Joshua is now the leader of the Israelite people. They're making their way to the promised land, and God continued to promise them, no, you can reach the promised land. It's coming, and so here's what God said to Joshua. Joshua 1.5, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead the people into the inherited land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Or stop right there. Before the Lord gave Joshua the instructions, he gave them this promise so that he was reminded of the call and the purpose. And he was remembered or he reminded him, before you go and do this, let me talk about you for a minute. And he said, I am with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Be strong and be courageous. This promise, men, is for you today. I will not leave you. When you get down the mountain, remember God said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I am with you always. Be strong and be courageous. Be the men that God has created you to be. How? Because God is saying, I am with you. I will not forsake you. Be strong. Be courageous. Remember that as we head down. And then it gets better. The story gets better. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people so that they took it up and went ahead of them. They're about to go into the promised land, but the only thing in between the Israelite nation and the promised land is the Jordan River. And that's a problem. And so he tells the priests, go ahead of them. Take the Ark of the Covenant. And the Lord said to, to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, When you reach the edge of the Jordan waters, go stand in the river. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at a flood stage during the harvest, which means the water's at its highest, it's very wide, and they're looking at the river and they see there's a promised land over there. We have a problem. How do we get over there? So the Lord says this, the water from the upstream stopped flowing. Actually, I'm going to stop right there. The verse before that said, Joshua, go tell the priest to go before them and step into the river. Step into the water. Get your feet wet. And so before these priests, these men carrying the ark, it, it wasn't go wait at the water's edge and then I'm going to do the miracle. It was get in the water. Get your feet wet. Have faith. Be obedient. Surrender your fear. Getting swept away by the river. It said, no, 
tell the priest to get their feet wet, get in the river, and then the miracle will begin. So this is what happened. The water from the upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap in a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, which I probably said wrong, while the water flowing down from the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off, so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan River on dry ground. While Israel passed, the entire nation passed through the river on dry ground the, the, in, the, until the whole nation had completely crossed, the priests waited and made sure the entire nation had crossed. So, men, my challenge to you as you head down the mountain, don't wait for what you think God needs to do in your life. You have to step in. Get your feet wet. Trust him. How? The same way that God told Joshua to tell the priest, trust him, step into the river, and they didn't wait. The miracle didn't happen until their feet were in the water. There are things in your life that you need to step into. Maybe it's the man that God called you to be. Maybe it's the husband that you need to be. Maybe it's the father that God created you to be. Maybe it's the employee, the employer. Maybe it's the neighbor. Maybe it's going to Congo, but you have to step in, and it's not always going to seem easy and set up. The river won't part until you step in and get your feet wet and trust God, you have to surrender, you have to be obedient, and you have to say, God, I trust you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, men, maybe for some of you, it's actual, literal, get into the pool. We're going to go get into the pool in a minute, and some of you probably already know that you're meant to get baptized today, and some of you are like, huh. Maybe I need to jump in that water. I want to challenge you. If, that's, if your heart's beating fast right now, that's probably you. And so I want to continue to encourage you men. Just as God promised Joshua before this, all, this crazy scene happened, remember, I am with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Be strong. Be courageous. Be the man that God has created you to be. And step into the water in faith. Trust that God has a plan for your life. Trust that he wants to continue to do a mighty work in you. And step in with full faith, full surrender, full obedience and say, God, all right, I've tried it my way. It's not working. I trust you. And you step in with faith. And watch the miracle happen. Watch God move. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you for Man Camp 2023. We know that the stories that have happened in the last three days will continue to ripple down that mountain and for weeks and months and years to come. Ten or so men stood up last night and said, I believe and we're welcomed into your, into your kingdom and we praise God for that. But we know beyond that beautiful moment, that you spoke individually to many of these men in their room. And I pray that they would be strong, that they would be courageous, that they would remember that you will not forsake them, that you are with them. 
God, would you remind them tomorrow at work or next week these moments at man camp and this simple promise, I am with you. I will not forsake you. Be strong. Be courageous. Step into the river. Amen. All right. There's a couple things that I want to remind you that you can do to remember this weekend, one of which is the challenge coin that you got. Let this be a reminder. Like Dan said, keep it in your pocket. You won't have to buy your buddy a drink. Uh, This bracelet has the James verse on it. Let it be a reminder. I'm not saying you need to wear this until Man Camp 2024. I'm just saying it might be a nice reminder for the next few weeks. I think Stefan has 12 of these, even though we've had seven man camps. But I, I don't know where you're at, Stefan, but I've seen your wrist. And it's like, oh, I remember that year. That's awesome. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a reminder of what God did. And so you have your booklet to remind you. And you have other guys that you were sharing a cabin. Remember what God did. So continue to encourage one another and be reminded of what God did up here at Man Camp 2024. So it's been an honor, guys. Uh, I don't want you to feel like, I got to get down the mountain. There are guys that are stepping in to the pool. And we want to encourage them. We want to shout and cheer and support them. So please don't leave. Man Camp isn't over quite yet. And by the way, man camp is not like Las Vegas, okay? What happens at man camp should not stay at man camp, right? So make, I mean, when, you're, when you get home and someone asks, how was your weekend, that is an opportunity. Oh, my gosh, God moved mightily. Let me tell you what happened. When, you're at, when your wife asks, How is man camp? You can share the stories. It could be a blob story. It could be a a spiritual moment, but share the stories. So man camp doesn't stay at man camp. Got it?